Super Talk Mississippi media production. In the Mississippi Legislature, Senate Bill 2145 funds health care for illegal immigrants. Call your legislator today at 601-359-3770. Ask them to stop Senate Bill 2145. It's not too late. You can help stop this. Paid for by Building America's Future. What's up, everybody, on this Wednesday? And big news just broke. I know you guys care so much about this. Huge news in uh, the world of sports soccer. Uh, Lionel Messi just signed a new deal with Barcelona. So there you go. I am having a hard... I didn't actually at myself with, uh, with the announcement tweet, did I? No, I did not. All right, here we go. So we'll just do it this way. And we are off and running. All right, that's better. I didn't put uh, didn't put my name on it. That's okay. You guys hopefully know who I am already. I'm Michael Borky, and I am glad that you guys are with me. Today we're talking trap games. Trap games for everybody in the SEC. I looked at the helmet schedule. Off-season content, baby. It's the middle of the summer, 45 days away from the college football season. Uh, training camp in the NFL starts... In two weeks. So the Saints' first practice is on the 30th, I believe. So two weeks away from the start of training camp. I believe college football is right around there as well. So football, real football is coming, but off-season content, trap games. Looked at the helmet schedule. Every trap game, or every SEC team's biggest trap game is what we're talking about today. If you're a first-time viewer, first-time watcher, I am working on a rebrand. It will look better than this before the season begins. Uh, but it tells you kind of everything you need to know. But most importantly, you can find this on YouTube. If you're a YouTube user, search my name. That's all you need to do. My name on YouTube and subscribe to the YouTube channel. Ring the notification bell so you know when I'm live or when a new video is posted. Up over 100. I think almost at 110 uh, as of like 3 o'clock yesterday. Uh, so that's great. That's uh, that's really awesome. Uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel. And while you're here, if you like what you're hearing, actually like the video, that will help me a lot. Also, this gets uploaded in podcast form wherever you get them. Mike in the Morning or My Name Should Turn Up Results wherever you get your podcasts and subscribe to the podcast. Also, follow me on Twitter and Facebook at Michael Borky. Uh, All-Star Game was fun last night. Uh, Shohei Otani didn't win anything. I-, I read a column this morning. He was exactly right. Uh, Shohei Otani didn't win the MVP. He didn't have a hit last night. Um, he smoked a ball in the first inning in the shift, you know, robbed him of a base hit. You shouldn't be shifting in an all-star game. I'm sorry. It's the all-star game. Don't shift in the all-star game. I mean, come on. We want to see hits. G- give me a break. But anyway, um, and he didn't have a strikeout in his inning pitched. He did touch a hundred, but he, this week was everything we hoped he would be. I mean, he, he's very calm natured and apparently, Signed autographs more and longer than anybody else. Uh, he was very gracious and grateful for his opportunity. And he showed you why he is a transcendent star all this week. So I, I think, although you know he didn't flash or anything like that, Otani showed you that he can actually be the face of, of baseball. Um, 
just because, you know, he doesn't speak great English. He does speak English, by the way. I think Spanish as well. I think he's trilingual. Uh, just doesn't do it well enough to where he's comfortable not using his translator yet. Um, he can be the face of baseball. He can be. Because at the end of the day, we're here to watch people play, right? We're not here to uh, have them speak like we do. I- I- anyway, uh, I was really happy with with, uh, with how everything went for baseball this week, especially with uh, it. what should be its biggest star. Tatis was great and a lot of fun, and he's another face of baseball. Vlad Guerrero Jr. won the MVP, had an absolute tank bomb last night. He's another face of baseball. You don't need to have just one. These young stars flashed, and baseball needs to. Now what baseball needs to do is take what they've got, which is a gold mine and young talent. Otani's not that young, honestly. He's he's only three years younger than me. Uh, but still, uh, Otani, Tatis, Vlad Guerrero Jr., build them up. Now take advantage of what you've got and build them up anyway. And we'll get to uh, a comment before we get into trap games here. JP says, good morning. Two quick things before you take off. Cue up the Chumbawamba. 3 p.m. Mississippi Coast Coliseum, a press conference to announce the three hockey matchups later this year. I don't think we'll be able to cover that, carry that live on the air, but I am certainly uh, excited about that concept and really looking forward to seeing what they have to offer. And hopefully the coast embraces it and brings uh, that sport to our state. He also says a rare nostalgia factor in, uh, in the all-star game last night. Couldn't you hear Rich Eisen last night saying he got it as Vlad Guerrero cranked one cool non-story or excuse me, cool for the son of my second favorite expo. It's crazy that Vlad Jr. is is winning all-star MVPs. Um, You know, I'm not that old, but I remember watching Vlad play. I remember that. And now his kid is hitting absolute tank. I mean, that was just a tank bomb last night. Um, He's special. He's really special. Build them up. Baseball needs to build Otani, Tatis, Vlad Jr., Ronald Acuna may this season rest in peace for him after the injury, but really take advantage and market these guys and get them in front of people. Do more than what you're doing because these are exciting baseball players. Tatis has got so much swag when he plays, and it's just build these guys up. You have stars now, recognizable, what should be national stars. Build them up. Anyway. Trap games, that's what we're talking about today. Enough about baseball. I loved the all-star break. I I liked the game last night. I loved the home run derby. Good for baseball. We're talking football today, though. Trap games, I'll start with the SEC East and then finish with Ole Miss and Mississippi State. So I'll do the East quickly, and then we'll get to the, uh, the ones for the two schools here. Florida. Trap game for Florida, I think, is at Kentucky. Now, I like where Kentucky is on the schedule for Florida. Um... They have Alabama in week three. That'll be a hell of a game. That's in the swamp. That's just going to be awesome. Uh, Then they host Tennessee the next week at Kentucky, I think, is Florida's trap game. Their other road games are at South Carolina. Maybe you can put at Missouri in this, but they have Samford before Missouri. So where Kentucky sits on the schedule after Alabama and Tennessee at home, going to Kentucky, I think, is where you could look up and see Florida losing a game that they weren't supposed to lose. I don't think they're losing to South Carolina after Georgia. More on them in a little bit. I think they're going to be very bad. I don't see them losing to Missouri after Samford. 
maybe you could classify Tennessee as a trap game. I thought about that one as well because of where they are on the schedule immediately being the week after Alabama. There's clearly going to be a motion, an emotional drop-off after the Alabama game because they are going to be so hyped up. That'll probably be a top-10 matchup. I expect Florida to be in the top-10 by then at home, very likely college game day in the swamp, number two-ish Alabama, number, what, eight, seven, eight, nine Florida. That's a big emotional high. And then after that game, coming down to play Tennessee is there. But I think at Kentucky two weeks after that is where Florida can can lose a game where you look up and think, wait, what? That's that game in Lexington for uh, for Florida. For Georgia, I wrote here in my notes, do they have one? Because Georgia's schedule sets up really, really nicely. They open season with Clemson, as you guys know. It's going to be a hell of a game. Then they get a drop-off after Clemson. They get a bit of a break with UAB, South Carolina, and Vanderbilt in a row. They have to go to Nashville, but they'll have more fans in Vanderbilt there. But you have this big emotional physical game with Clemson to start the season and then a a three-week drop-off before uh, you host Arkansas. And then you go to Auburn, and that is my selection. I, I think Auburn is the trap game for Georgia, a team that they will be favored against, a team that they will be better than, and that's really by default. Georgia's s- schedule sets up for them to be 11-1 and or 12-0. and I mean, there's no excuse for Georgia to not be a playoff team with the way the schedule sets up. Their road games are at Vanderbilt. They do have to go to Auburn, which is the most difficult one, but that's after Arkansas, and then they have Kentucky after that. Um, they have a bye week before Florida, you know, they have to go to Georgia tech. They have to go to Tennessee, but every game on the schedule, there's, there's no back to back miserable weeks. The road games are easier for them. So I think it's Auburn. Auburn is a team, especially in Jordan hair that you're going to have to, excuse me, Jordan hair, um, that you're going to have to be prepared for. I think it's going to be a struggle relatively speaking for Harson in year one, I do not believe in Bo Nix at all. Uh, I like Tank Bigsby a lot. Though they should be good up front. They'll be able to run the football, but because they're limited at the quarterback position, I don't expect them to be that dangerous, but they have a bunch of dudes on defense. A Derek Mason coached defense on top of that all, or on top of all of that. Um, Auburn's going to be tricky for a lot of people. I don't expect them to be much better than like an 8-4 and four team, which is what they've perpetually been. At least that's what it feels like. Uh, with the exception of the Cam Newton here. Um, But they're going to be salty on defense. And when you're going on the road, playing against a defense that's as talented and will be schemed up the way Auburn's is, that can be a trap game for Georgia. And as JP says, the oldest rivalry in the South is usually a close game. UGA could very well be tripped up against the Tigers. Uh, I replied to your email this morning, by the way, if, uh, if you didn't see that. Um. I sent it like 30 minutes ago or so. But uh, anyway, so at Auburn, I think is Georgia's trap game, a game they're going to be favored in, possibly by double digits, and a game they absolutely can lose. And that's kind of how I quantify trap games, what trap games are. It's a game that you're supposed to win that you can lose, essentially, uh, is a trap game. You're supposed to win, you can lose it, trap games. Kentucky. Kentucky's an interesting case study because how good are they supposed to be? How many games are they going to be favored, actually favored in? 
So I wrote down at Mississippi State as their trap game, but I do think at South Carolina it would be a better selection because I don't think Kentucky is going to be favored in Starkville, although they do have a bye week beforehand. That'll be, as it sits right now, a toss-up, pick kind of game for Kentucky at Mississippi State. I think Kentucky's going to be very good, solid anyway. Very good is a bit of a stretch. They're going to be solid. Um, They will not be favored in Starkville, I don't believe. So how much of a trap game can that really be? At South Carolina is really the only selection Um, because I do not think they're losing to Vanderbilt, their other road game. Uh, Louisville's arrival. Arrival cannot be a trap game. Um, And otherwise, I mean, they have Missouri at home. I don't know if you quantify that as a trap because I expect it to be a toss-up. There's very few options for uh, for Missouri or for Kentucky, excuse me. So it's either at South Carolina or at Mississippi State. But at South Carolina is a game in which they will be favored that they could possibly lose, I, I guess. But again, I don't expect South Carolina to be worth anything. Missouri, speaking of Missouri, uh, they have... You know, it depends on how you want to look at it. I wrote Boston College down. That's a weird matchup, right? They go to Boston College in uh, in week four. They'll be in Chestnut Hill, which, by the way, weird thing about Boston College's stadium, people park inside of it. You know, you've got to be a certain level of donor, but one of the sides of the stadium, the seats are on top of a parking garage, literally. So certain fans, if you give the right amount of money, Literally park inside of the stadium, not near it, not in a parking lot adjacent. No, literally inside of the stadium, there's a parking lot there. They park underneath the seats. So there's your random fact of the day about Boston College. But that's what I wrote down for Missouri. There are other road games. I mean, at Vanderbilt, you know what? Let me change my mind. Let me change my mind. Missouri's trap game is at Vanderbilt. It is not at Boston College because they will be probably a significant favorite at Vanderbilt. It'll be a weird, sleepy atmosphere. And I think I believe in Vanderbilt more than anybody else. Seriously, I believe in Vanderbilt more than Clark Lee believes in Vanderbilt. I don't think they're that far off from being annoying, if that makes sense. I don't think that they're going to win a bunch of games. I don't think they're going to go to a bowl game. I think that they will be an underdog in basically every conference game they play. But I like Ken Seals a lot. I think there's some, some talent there, especially on offense, that can make you kind of work for it. And I like Clark Lee a lot. I think they should be well-coached, lacking talent, but well-coached. And when you've got a good quarterback, an experienced one, I mean, he was a freshman last year and, and performed well. Give him a real offseason? I think that Vanderbilt could bother some people. Hell, they bothered Mississippi State last year. Should have won that game, probably. Um, so that I'm, I'm, I'm amending my Missouri pick. It was at Boston College. I'm changing my mind. Their trap game is at Vanderbilt. It is at Vanderbilt because Vanderbilt has quarterback play that's going to make just annoy people. They're going to just annoy people. They're not good enough. They're going to lull you to sleep in a sleepy atmosphere in a game that you expect to win by a bunch. But JP, I agree. 
They can be a gnat gnawing at you. Yes, Vandy could achieve annoying status soon. I think this year they'll do it to to somebody. They will annoy you. Somebody will be annoyed by Vanderbilt this year. South Carolina trap game, uh, none. I do not believe South Carolina has a trap game, honestly, because I do not expect them to be favored in really any SEC game this year, at least not by a lot. I've said this before, so I won't go down too much in the rabbit hole. I think South Carolina has the worst situation in the SEC. Uh, They lost pretty much everybody except for a really good running back. They have a good running back. Uh, Otherwise, the roster is very bad, very bad. Uh, It's a first-year head coach, not like first year at South Carolina, but first-year ever head coach. I don't think they're going to be good. In fact, I think they're going to be quite, quite bad, very bad. If we're being realistic, South Carolina is not going to be a good football team this year. They may be favored in the Vanderbilt game, I guess. They'll probably be favored at East Carolina, which is a game that they're playing this year for some reason. But I expect South Carolina to be very bad. So do they have a trap game? No, I don't think they're – there's nothing on their schedule that fits the model of will be favored, expected to win, could lose. I I don't see that because I don't think they're going to be a heavy favorite when they play Vanderbilt, honestly. I think they're going to be that bad. And the same principle, by the way, applies to Vanderbilt. There's no trap game when you are going to be an underdog in basically every game. It just doesn't exist. So I know that's kind of a cop-out, that's kind of cheating, but South Carolina and Vanderbilt, to me, don't have trap games because every single game will be, they'll either be an underdog or if they're a favorite, it's marginal, and that's not a trap game when you're uh, when you're that bad. For Tennessee, uh, it's Pittsburgh. It's Pittsburgh in week two for, for Tennessee. They can lose that game. They absolutely can lose that game. Tennessee's got all kinds of problems right now. I mean, who knows who's going to play quarterback there. They had to kick off a talented freshman off the team. They lost an entire recruiting class, 25 players to the transfer portal. You've had arrests. You've had transfers. You have a roster that's not really prepared to win right now. Um, Josh Heupel could get it done there. We'll have to see. Pittsburgh in week two is a game that you can look up and Tennessee lost. They will be favored in the game. It is at home, but you can, I promise you in week two, do not be surprised if you, you're scrolling through and there's other games going on. Um, Arkansas, Texas is that weekend. Mississippi State, NC State is that weekend. Nobody's really going to pay attention to Tennessee and Pittsburgh, but you might, you know, pull up the scores on your phone and, and be like, whoa, oh, to Tennessee and Kentucky. Or, excuse me, Tennessee and Pittsburgh. Tennessee can lose that game, no uh, no doubt. Alabama, trap game at Mississippi State. How's that? Trap game for Alabama is at Mississippi State. Here's why. Most especially because of who they play in front of that game. So Alabama will have Ole Miss on October 2nd. That is after, by the way, Alabama plays uh, Southern Miss. So Ole Miss has a bye week before Alabama. Alabama has to play a game, and it's Southern Miss who, I mean, let's be honest, the talent isn't anywhere close to comparable. But if you're telling me that Will Hall's not going to try to scheme up Alabama, you're crazy. You're at, you're crazy. So Alabama's going to have to work for it a little bit before they play Ole Miss, but uh, possibly college game day in Tuscaloosa that weekend. 
Alabama will be a significant favorite, but I picked Mississippi State because it's on the road. And then Alabama has Ole Miss, who, as we learned last year, will really scheme Alabama to death. They don't have the horses to really compete. I don't think they're not ready yet. But that'll be a tough game. And then Alabama is in College Station the next week. So Alabama has back-to-back road games at Texas A&M and at Mississippi State. So that's why Mississippi State's the trap game, because Alabama's got – They'll have a, a home college game day situation. Ole Miss is going to be salty. And they have to go to College Station. So two difficult games in a row before they have to turn around and go to Starkville and that unique atmosphere with the cowbells and all that stuff. The Texas A&M game, I think, will be a de facto SEC West championship game. I really believe that. I think Texas A&M is going to be that good. It, people are sleeping on Texas A&M because Kellen Mond is no longer there. You're crazy. Offensive and defensive line, they're going to be at a high, high, high level. Um, In the trenches, they're going to be possibly the best, if not one of the best in the SEC. That'll play. That'll be a de facto SEC West championship. And then after that game, they have to turn around and go to Starkville. There's your trap game at Mississippi State for, uh, for Alabama. JP says, supposed to win but can lose. Most often a lesser opponent talent-wise. Almost always sandwiched in between two tough opponents. Totally agree with your definition. What is a definition of a trap game? Um, Vanderbilt bothers the Rebels every season. That's rarely an easy contest. Yeah, last year was kind of an anomaly, right? Um, You know, you think Ole Miss gets a break in the schedule with having Vanderbilt being their permanent opponent, but they haven't taken advantage of that at all um and then he finally uh says absolutely those two vanderbilt and south carolina will be doing the trapping of sleeping opponents but definitely not going to stumble into a trap game for themselves no i i you know i've heard somebody that does radio in south carolina say that uh south carolina's first year expectation should be a bowl game that's too much that's not fair to shane beamer and it's not fair to him at all He doesn't have a roster that's ready. Their recruiting class was awful. I mean, they didn't even bring in young talent. I mean, the roster is depleted. They didn't recruit well. Expecting that is not fair, honestly, to your first-year head coach. Arkansas. Arkansas's trap game, that's a tough one uh, because, you know, they're going to be a heavy underdog against Texas. They're going to be a heavy underdog against Texas A&M. They're going to be a heavy underdog against Georgia. I I do believe that after Georgia – They'll be an underdog against Ole Miss. They'll be an underdog against Auburn. Maybe a home favorite against Mississippi State. Maybe. Um, So Missouri at the end of the year at home, I guess, quantifies as their trap game. Arkansas schedule is tough. Really, really, really tough, honestly. Uh, (laughs) Having to go to Georgia and Ole Miss and LSU and Alabama. I mean, come on. Uh, the schedule makers did not do Arkansas any favors at all. So it's, I mean, the only options are Mississippi State at home or Missouri at home. And uh, I'm not quite convinced they'll be favorites in either one. Um, Arkansas's got a tough situation this year. Uh, Sam Pittman got a lot out of his kids last year, but as the season went on, we got to see really what Arkansas was, and that was a roster that's not ready to compete in the SEC. I still think that it'll be a roster that's not ready to compete in the SEC, and the schedule is just brutal. It's brutal for uh, for Arkansas. So I guess Missouri or, or Mississippi State are really your only options there. But I don't expect them to be heavy favorites or favorites at all in any 
of their conference games. You could put, you know, Georgia Southern in there at home, I guess. Um, but that schedule is brutal. I think they will be an underdog in one, two, three, four, five, in at least eight or nine of their games. They will be a rather significant underdog in nine of their games this year. That's uh, that's tough. LSU's trap game, if you want to not look at UCLA, I mean, I've seen some early lines. LSU's a smaller favorite against UCLA, but I don't know if you call a season opener a trap game. How's Kentucky for you? At Kentucky for LSU, and here's why I picked Kentucky. So they go to Mississippi State, a team that smoked them last year, uh, but Kentucky is sandwiched in between at Mississippi State, Auburn, and then the week after, they host Florida. I think that is a situation where they will be a favorite. It's a game that LSU fans expect them to win, and it's entirely possible they do not because of position on the schedule. And Kentucky's stable, stable and solid, and they'll play good defense, and it's on the road, and nobody around Baton Rouge is going to look at that game and think, yeah, we could lose. Nobody is going to do that, but yet, they can. They certainly can. So Kentucky is my trap game for LSU. Texas A&M. You want to talk about schedules that set up well? Uh, trap game for Texas A&M at Missouri. At Missouri because, like most of these, they'll be a favorite in the game. Possibly a heavy favorite. Likely a heavy favorite. But I like the quarterback play that Missouri will have and it's the week after they play Alabama. So same principle applies to Texas A&M that I used for Alabama. That's a de facto SEC West championship game to me. The winner of that game will win the SEC West, in my opinion. The week after that game, Texas A&M is in Columbia, Missouri. There's a, that, that is a textbook, textbook trap game. For Texas A&M, the week after the SEC West Championship, the week after you are hosting Alabama in College Station, emotions are high, everything's going to come down to that game, and then six days later, you're in Columbia. Weird atmosphere, probably a solid football team with good quarterback play, and Missouri the week before has North Texas. So Missouri will be rested after a walkthrough game with North Texas, you know, they've been pretty good in the past, but Mason Fine's no longer there. Um, schedule position. Schedule position is why I uh, I think it's Missouri for Texas A&M. Ole Miss, it's Arkansas. The Arkansas game for Ole Miss is a clear trap game because of where it is, again, where it is on the schedule. I, I expect Ole Miss to be favored against Arkansas, touchdown plus favorite in the game, but it's the week after they're in Tuscaloosa, and it's the week before they're in Knoxville. Those are two high-emotion games for Lane Kiffin um, for obvious reasons, returning to Knoxville, and then he wants to be the first assistant, to be a former assistant to beat Nick Saban. Uh, Arkansas fits perfectly in those two emotional road games, it's a team that they should be better than. It's a team that they should be favored over by a pretty significant number. And yet, and yet, they can lose that game. They can absolutely lose that game. 
And so it's a perfect, perfect trap. So it's Arkansas for uh, for Old Miss, sandwiched in between road trips to Tuscaloosa and Knoxville. Perfect trap game. And finally, for Mississippi State, it's one of two. And their schedule, you know, I guess you could put Memphis in there as well. I think you could put Memphis in there, although I think Mississippi State will be better than Memphis, and I don't know how much of a trap it actually will be. I have NC State. Doesn't really fit into my category, though. NC State or Arkansas. Because most Mississippi State fans expect Arkansas to be a game in which that that, that they will win. But Arkansas comes before a road trip to Auburn and after what will be a physical home test with Kentucky. I guess that could also be a, quote, trap game. But I don't think they will be a heavy favorite in that one. Um, So it's either Memphis on the road because we've seen, although Mississippi State hasn't had this problem, we've seen Memphis be a difficult road game after a tough week with NC State as well. So schedule position is good there uh, for that being a trap game. you know, Kentucky's after Vanderbilt. It's a game that a lot of state fans will expect to win, but I think Kentucky's not sneaking up on anybody. Um, and I don't know if you're going to be the favorite at Arkansas. So I think Memphis, by process of elimination, is kind of the default trap game for Mississippi State. It's after uh, what will be likely a ranked NC State team coming to town. They return a lot of starters, like 19 starters for NC State coming back. Should be good, especially defensively. After that game, you have to go to Memphis. It's weird, you know, weird environment, weird situation. You should bring a lot of fans. That might be it. I don't know how much of a favorite you'll be in Fayetteville, and I don't know how much of a favorite you'll be over Kentucky. So kind of by process of elimination, it's uh, it's Memphis. It is Memphis. They should be favored. It's a, a game that you should win, and it's a game that you can lose. And I, by the way, intentionally left off Liberty everybody's talking about that damn Liberty game. Um, You know, if Ole Miss can lose, if they lose to Liberty, if it's a close game to Liberty, then they've got bigger problems that, than that. Uh, you know, I, I've heard from so many people, oh, he was really going to coach his guys up. And yes, he's a good football coach. He, he is. Um, There's a talent discrepancy that even Hughes' brilliant coaching cannot overcome, or should not overcome. If Ole Miss struggles with Liberty, they're not going to a bowl. I mean, seriously, they're not competing in the SEC. If you, on one hand, say, yeah, they can go to Tuscaloosa and win, and also think that Liberty's going to beat them, come on. Hugh, Hugh Freeze is a good coach. They have a good quarterback. The talent gap should be so much that the game should not be close and if it is they've got much bigger problems than liberty much bigger problems the i mean the only way they're losing that game is if there's a, a just a, a swarm of injuries that's how it should be and again if it's close there's bigger problems because regardless of who it is and i know a lot of people around here just worship hugh freeze pun kind of intended um he's a good coach it's not the best coach Good, not the best. I think offensively, you've seen a you saw a better scheme last year than at any point in Hugh Freeze's tenure. Yeah, that's kind of hot takey, but um, Ole Miss led the SEC in rushing last year and broke records with a wide receiver, and he only played in eight games, and it was an SEC only schedule. Uh, 
that game should not be close. If it is, there's bigger problems at Ole Miss. So, no, I did not include that intentionally because I don't see that game the way some others do. JP says, Arkansas is where I'd put my coin on trapping an opponent or two. Agree with you, roster not ready, but vastly improved last year and stayed competitive down the stretch. For sure. I mean, Pittman seems to be the right guy. Yeah, He's got them. They'll play for him without a doubt. Uh, They'll be salty. I mean, I've seen people, Ole Miss and State fans, put a W next to Arkansas. I understand why. I think they'll be favored. They should win that game, but big emphasis on should. Not will, but should. We learned last year uh, what happens uh, when Arkansas, when you play Arkansas. So Arkansas isn't the third Saturday in October anymore for the Rebels. No, Arkansas is uh, the second this year. It's the second this year. Apples to oranges, but Memphis has given the Rebs problems in the past when considered a lesser opponent. That's one I wouldn't overlook in Stark Vegas. Yeah, some people are. Some people are, and be careful. Be careful with, especially with who you're playing the week before. Just putting a W next to Memphis is not the the easiest thing to do, but you should win that game. The talent gap should be a talent gap. Being on the road makes it tricky, and we've seen it before. Swarm of injuries or hurricane-like weather leveling the playing field. Only shot I would give Liberty at being within 18 points. That's how it should be. And if that's not, then there's something wrong. There's real problems. But, I mean, you should see some of the texts we get into the radio show. People will say, yeah, yeah, we can beat Alabama. Also, oh, look out for Liberty. Those two thoughts don't, they don't mesh. They don't mesh at all. If you think you're beating Alabama and Tuscaloosa, you cannot, you should not be worried about freaking Liberty. I mean, come on. Come on. Like I said, Hugh Freeze is a very good football coach. Not the best. He's not a guy that can take liberty and go on the road in the SEC West and win a game. At least he shouldn't be. And if he is, that's a you problem. That is not anything else other than that. So, off-season content, baby. You uh, you got to love it. Trap games. Perfect. Summer summer content. So, Thank you guys for tuning in. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. Don't forget, subscribe to the YouTube channel and like the video while you're here. I appreciate all you guys tuning in. we got a vacation coming up kind of soon. And uh, after that, we are full speed ahead on the live stream and otherwise. So thank you guys for tuning in. I'll see you tomorrow at, uh, at 8 a.m. Super Talk Mississippi Media Production.